Hey everybody, welcome back to the Anime Summon Newscast. This is your favorite host, Samuel Sam the Bomb. It is April 24th, 2022. And holy crap, we're almost till May. I think the next newscast will come out in May, right? Yeah, holy shit. May 2nd, the next newscast will come out. That's crazy, dog. Crazy. So wild. I feel like when you get older, when you're an old fart like me, when you're an old raggedy bitch like me, things, time goes a little faster. And I don't know if I like that or if I hate it. I don't know. Can't tell. Hey. I have like the perfect blend of... I don't know, I wouldn't say blend, but the perfect amount on both sides of non-anime and anime news. Not a lot of, um... Not a lot of movie news for the non-anime side, but that's okay, because there's a big movie piece at the end I want to talk about. So I'm excited for that. So let's just do it. Let's just jump in. First, I want to say, though, uh, links.animesummit.net. You can find everything right there. Anime Summit, where to listen, where to follow, where to, uh, you know, there's there's Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcast links, and the Discord link, which is personally my favorite link. Um, mainly because the community we have in there is just really fun. Everyone is just having fun, poking fun at each other, complimenting each other. We share food, animal pics, pet pics. Um, we're bad influences on each other when it comes to shopping. There's a whole channel in there dedicated to, like, deals and shopping. And it's just really fun, dude. I don't know. Like, and right now there's a watch group happening um, as I'm recording this. And... They're watching. I think they're watching Spy X Family right now, um, because it's airing for spring season. You know, one of the greatest like mangas ever. One of the most fun mangas to come out in recent times, and it's getting an anime adaptation. I think they've been watching that. And also, um, Manga Club. Manga Club happens. I think in like an hour or something. I don't even. Yeah, I think so. I. It's cool, man. It's 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 fun. Just people doing stuff, and you can. Come in there and say, hey, I want to join Manga Club, and then one of the mods or me or the other host will give you a role for it. So then we just tag the Manga Club role, and then you get pinged like, hey, we're meeting in a little bit. Whatever. So, yeah, dude. But, yeah, let's just get – oh, well, there's also the Patreon link. And if you're a patron already, I really appreciate it. I know I should be pushing that more. Um, it's just not as cool to me as the Discord link because I like community and stuff like that. But yeah, Patreon is, is, is cool, and I, I we put exclusive things on there. I just put out an, a solo cast. A solo cast is like a thing we came up with where it's a podcast. It's an Anime Summit podcast episode, but it's only one host. And so there's there's three series on there. There's Danny, me, and Nick. Um, I just put an anime review out there of an OVA, of an old OVA, called Rune Explorers. And you can listen to that if you're a Patreon, or if you're a patron. So, yeah, I appreciate it. If you're a patron now, I appreciate it. If you become one in the future, I also appreciate it. So, thank you very much. Do let's do it. Let's jump into it. Also, and I'm, I, I'm, I apologize if I sound whew, fatigued because I am. Um, kind of had a kind of had a weird weekend. So, <laughs> had a weird had a weird weekend, but I, I'm okay. I'm everything's fine. I just like feel like I've been running around all stupid so but I'm good I'm good I'm good let's just jump into it dude um I this is not really new it's just worth mentioning just because again it's my favorite generation of Pokemon Diamond and Pearl is 15 years old as of a couple days ago very cool I had Pearl I played Pearl version and um I really want to get my hands on Shining Pearl or Brilliant Diamond one of those um but yeah it's it's a really fun generation to like jump into like if you're jumping back into pokemon um you know like oh i, I played you know i played red and blue and silver as a kid but you know i haven't played since then i really think especially with the remakes out now the switch remakes of them out now i think it's a really good really good generation to dive into i think sword and shield is kind of a good one to dive into as well except it has a bunch of other not normal pokemon things in it that made it set it apart you know um but i say that it's a good one to start with too because it's it's pretty linear and you know it's it's pretty straightforward and it's a little shorter so you kind of get the gist you know what i mean so but yeah i thought that was really cool 15 15 years old 
Splatoon 3 gets September launch date and new gameplay trailer. Very excited for Splatoon 3. We play Splatoon. That's another thing we do in the Discord is we play games sometimes. I think tonight we might play a little bit of Smash. We played Mario Kart a couple weekends ago. Really fun. And sometimes we play Splatoon. We haven't played Splatoon in a while. We've been playing Mario Kart lately. But, um, yeah, that's we do that in the Discord, too. And those are more... Those are not really planned. Those are more kind of impromptu. Like, hey, does anyone want to play tomorrow or whatever, you know? But, yeah, that's another thing we do. Splatoon 3 is very excited. We're all excited to get it. So, September 9th is when it comes out. Uh, Nintendo Switch Online adds three more Sega games. Space Harrier 2, Shining Force 2... And Sonic the Hedgehog Spinball. Uh, Shining Force arguably is one of the coolest JRPGs. Um, I think it's really cool. Um, it, it, it definitely was kind of like, like we had all the Final Fantasy games coming out in Nintendo and Super Nintendo, right? And it definitely was like Sega's you know, answer to, not answer I should say, but like it was it was the JRPG that you could play on on Sega, you know, um, and so it's a really cool game, and it's a lot of people like it. I think um, it definitely has a a following. I the last like kind of thing to come out for it though, I think was like, man, what was it? Shining Force. There's Shining in the Darkness, which was kind of like. A sequel I think there's a whole series of them I think there was one that came out on PS2 or something I don't even remember but like that's how much I don't know about it but like there's um oh Shining Resonance Refrain I think is what it's called Shining Force Exa Exia yeah it was PS2 Resonance Refrain this is the one I remember I think this one came out like I don't know like three or four years ago or something like on Steam and play ps4 and shit but yeah dude there's a there's a decent following for those games and also sonic spinball pretty fun space Harrier, kind of a weird game kind of hard difficult in the nintendo sense you know what i mean like in the you know like older nintendo games are difficult that's this one the controls are really really fast really loose so you could easily run into a tree or a wall and and get hit and once you get hit that's it you know what i mean it's a one hit thing and there's no continues, you know, you just, uh, you have like four lives and that's it. You got to get through the whole game. It's kind of like, um, Star Fox. You play this dude with a gun flying around through these different 3D worlds and yeah. Uh, yeah. And Sonic Spinball is a classic. This one was kind of a weird game because like, it was kind of like, there was a couple Sega Sonic games that were made based on like the cartoon show. And I think this was kind of one of them. I don't know. Maybe not. I, I could be making that up. Oh, no, never mind. Maybe not. But, like, it was... There was the Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. I think that one was kind of more the cartoon show one. But... Uh, which I believe is also on there. But, yeah, Sonic Spinball, dude, is a pinball game. This was probably, like, one of the first, like, big uh, video game character pinball games on a console. You know, a lot of people remember Pokemon Pinball. This one came out definitely before that. And you go through each kind of, I shouldn't say pinball machine, but each stage is a different, like, pinball machine, kind of. And you get the emeralds at the end of each one. So, very fun. Controls are a little wonky, though. A little stiff. PlayStation Plus relaunches with new features. Tiers on June 1st in Japan, June 13th in Americas, and June 22nd in Europe. Uh, Sony said that it will launch previously announced new features and tiers for its PlayStation Plus service on May 23rd. Um... In Japan and Asian markets, June 1st in Japan, 13 in America, 22 in Europe. In addition, cloud streaming access will be expanded to the following locations for the for a total of 30 markets, um, including Bulgaria, Croatia, Czech Republic, Greece, uh, Hungary, Malta, Poland, Republic of Cyprus, Romania, Slovakia, and Slovenia. Um, the new features will allow players to access modern titles through the subscription service, as well as catalog titles from past PlayStation platforms. Um, there's PlayStation Plus Essential, um, PlayStation Plus Extra, and Premium, Premium being the best one. Uh, the Essential is $10 monthly or 25 quarterly or 60 yearly. The Extra Tier is 15 monthly, 40 quarterly, or 100 yearly. And the Premium is 18 monthly, 
50 quarterly or 120 yearly. Um, the thing about, so the breakdown is this. PlayStation Plus Essential, the service remains the same as it currently is, and it's priced the same. The extra is it features from the Essential, it has everything from the regular tier, plus up to 400 PlayStation 4 and 5 titles that are downloadable to play. And premium, everything that the previous two has with access to up to 340 PlayStation 3 for cloud streaming, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, and PlayStation Portable games for download and or streaming, and the ability to stream games through PS4, PS5, and PC, and time-limited game trials on some games. So it's all kind of just like how much you play it, you know, how much you really want to play some of those older games, maybe. Um, kind of expensive, I think, um, but we'll see. I remember when I had Xbox 360, which I got super late in the game, honestly. I just, I remember it being 60 bucks for a year, and that was pretty good, I thought. But, yeah. Nino Kuni Crossworlds. This is like a MMORPG for Nino Kuni, but it's like a mobile, on mobile devices. You can pre-register for free right now. Um, the game is made in Unreal Engine 4. You can join the Discord, and it gives you in-game, uh, in-game special items if you join the Discord, which is really cool. So I don't know how, how many of you guys are into, um, you know, mobile mobile uh, RPGs, but it's also going to be on PC, though. So it's PC, iOS, and Android. Seems cool. If you like Nino Kuni, I think, you know, whatever. Uh, let's do this. Move that down towards the movie news. Bandai Namco confirms Digimon survives release date, and that's going to happen July 29th. So I'm excited for this one. We've been waiting on a release date for this, and um, they had said at that, that fandom expo thing, you know, a couple months ago that... There would be more news for it soon, and here it is. So we're finally getting it in July, so that's really cool. It'll be available on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Definitely probably just going to cop it for the Switch because I play the Switch so much. Um, hell yeah. Ghostbusters VR is bringing something strange to your neighborhood, your virtual neighborhood. Yeah, dude, Ghostbusters VR, man. get on, Put on the VR. Put on your Proton Pack catch some ghosts man seems pretty fun i would love to try that actually uh sonic origins dude we got a trailer for this which is funny because i think on the wasn't it the last newscast where i did like a whole hey these are the best sonic games list thing um pretty funny um but yeah this this is gonna be sweet man this is gonna be cool i'm definitely gonna i don't know i almost kind of want to get this just to have it just like maybe if there's a physical version for switch i want to buy that um, but yeah, uh, it comes with Sonic 1, 2, and 3, and 3 and Knuckles, and Sonic CD, um, with sharper resolution and fun tweaks. Um, you can play as Knuckles or Tails across any of the games, which is kind of cool because, um, I don't think you could play Knuckles in the first one originally. Like, if you tried to put the first game on top of the Sonic and Knuckles cartridge, I don't think you could do that. Um, obviously there have been like ROM hacks and stuff where you could, um, so it doesn't really matter, but this is just kind of really cool where you get to start the game and just pick how you want to do it. Um, pretty cool. Um, oh yeah, it says it right here. That's right. You can finally smash through Sonic 1's Marble Zone as Knuckles. Yeah. So you couldn't before. Um, there's also classic mode, which lets players enjoy the games in their original forms. Um, Anniversary mode features a full-screen display and infinite lives for those who want to tour each adventure stress-free. Um, Sonic Origins incentivizes gameplay with new in-game missions that reward medallions. Spending this currency in the in-game's vault unlocks new content and grants access to a special stage. Origins also supports new cutscenes in the style of Sonic Mania's animated cinematics. Which is really cool. Um, so fucking so dope, dude. And I gotta find the staff who worked on it because I'm pretty sure there was people from Studio Trigger who, like, helped out on it, which is super dope. Um, but, yeah, the trailer you can watch. I think the trailer, even by itself, you know, gameplay footage aside, just the animated parts is just super dope. Um, but here's what's cool about it, though. There's enhanced versions of it. Um, there's the standard edition, the Start Dash Pack, which is free DLC with a pre-order of the standard or digital deluxe, um, premium fun pack, classic music pack, and digital deluxe edition, um, standard edition just comes with the main game. 
the dash pack, which is free if you pre-order the standard or deluxe, comes with 100 bonus coins, a mirror mode, which is you do the, the stages backwards or mirrored, um, and letterbox background. If you do the premium fun pack uh, DLC, which they're announcing soon, they have not announced release dates for these yet, um, it comes with hard missions, letterbox background, character animation in the menu, camera controls over the main menu islands, and character animations during music islands. And then Classic Music Pack comes with additional music tracks from the Mega Drive Genesis titles. And then the Deluxe Edition, of course, is, you know, all of that minus the standard Dash Pack, which you can get for free if you pre-order the Deluxe Edition anyway. So, pretty cool. Um, the Digital Deluxe version is 45 bucks, um, which includes everything. So, I mean, that's honestly... I mean that's 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 a pretty decent price for four classic games that incentivizes replay value with getting medallions and a bunch of extra stuff. I think that's pretty decent. Um, if there is a physical Switch version though coming out, I would love that because I want more physical games. But pretty cool. Remaster of first Clonoa games also launches for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, PC, and on July eighth. Um. These were originally on the PlayStation, uh, Clonoa, Door to Phantom Mile, and Clonoa 2, Lunatea's Veil on PlayStation 2. I've never played those games. I've heard they're really fun. I remember playing, like, the Game Boy Advance one. There was, like, a Game Boy Advance one. I remember playing that one, but I've never played the original, um, the original ones. And I hear they're really fun. So, yeah, dude. Xenoblade Chronicles 3, dude. They moved up the release date. It was supposed to come out in September. It is now coming out in July, July 29th, which is super dope. You know, we always get delays and stuff. And here we are getting a, what's the opposite of a delay? Early, I guess, you know, early, yeah, early release, which is super dope. Really cool. Sega report, dude, a lot of Sega news. Holy shit. Sega reportedly developing big budget reboots of Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio. Yeah, they were talking about, like, really huge, really customizable, I don't know, maybe, you know, it's really sweet. Um, why is Sega looking to to looking to looking Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio to be a Fortnite? Uh, That's what somebody asked. Uh, I mean, these games, like, when you think of the, the Dreamcast, right, or nostalgia, Sega stuff, you think of Sonic, right what else do you think of you think of sonic adventure you think of sonic one two and three and knuckles maybe you think of um streets of rage you know some of those games then you think of the dreamcast you think of sonic adventure you think of crazy taxi you think of jet state radio you know you think of shenmue you know these are four second dreamcast games that are staples they should be staples in everyone's dreamcast library some people even think of marvel's capcom i mean marvel's capcom the Clash of Superheroes, the first Marvel's Capcom game, that was one of the best ports of that game was on the Dreamcast, like low, low key, but high key, but low key, but high key. But yeah, honestly, like I would think about it, right? Like if you've played Jet Set Radio before or Crazy Taxi, which they're both on Steam if you haven't, I'm pretty sure they're available on every like downloadable thing, PS4 or whatever, Xbox. But they're on Steam as well. I have them both on Steam because I wanted to play them. And honestly dude like they were pretty open as they were maybe not crazy taxi as much as jet set radio but jet set radio was like you would you would travel to like a district right of a of the whole like city you were in and you could like basically skate that whole entire bitch whenever the fuck you know what i mean and um you know do your missions and tag shit and skate around whatever Crazy Taxi, you were just in, I think it was supposed to be San Francisco, and you just drove around, whatever. I think there's even a free mode on Crazy Taxi where you can just do cab fares whenever you want and drive around, go off jumps and shit. But now imagine, like, Grand Theft Auto V, but, like, Jet Set Radio and Crazy Taxi. That would be sick. That would be dope. Um. Okay, TMNT, the Kawabunga Collection. This was that collection we talked about that has all of the... The games that they announced, it's like a collection of games they announced, where it's got like fucking 10, 9, 10, 11 games on it. The Kawabunga edition comes with a little art book. It comes with these little trading cards, some pins, um, and like a little kind of um, uh, 
acrylic stand, like acrylic art stand thing. Very cool. And some artwork by, I believe that is artwork by Kevin Eastman. Cloth poster featuring Kevin Eastman's adaptation of the TMNT Turtles in Time artwork, 16 by 24. Very cool. Very cool. This is all for $150. I think that's pretty sweet, honestly. That's super dope. That's a great deal. Comes with a sick art book, a 16 by 24 cloth, like, which is basically like a, a, a mouse, a desk, like a desktop mouse pad. Um, these little postcards, which look super dope. I don't know, man. Seems pretty sweet. Seems pretty sweet. Um, okay, dude. Oh, wait, we got more game news. Hold on. And then we got some movie news. Um, Guilty Gear Strives, another story DLC launches on April 29th. The game will launch for season pass one holders on PS4, PS5, and PC via Steam. So, oops, um, hit my mic. But yeah, so if you have a season one pass, you get this DLC. Pretty cool. The Pokemon Company International to purchase TCG Company Millennium Print Group. The Pokemon Company International announced on Monday that it has entered into an agreement to purchase North Carolina-based Millennium Print Group, trading card manufacturer and printer. The two companies have worked on the Pokemon trading card game as business partners since 2015. The Pokemon Company International aims to further develop Millennium Print Group's capabilities, infrastructure, and scale. Millennium Print Group will continue to operate as a separate, autonomous organization, but it will gain investment from the Pokemon Company International. The limited beta for Pokemon Trading Card Live, the new free-to-play online app for iOS, Android, PC, and Mac, launched in Canada on February 22. Um, oh, okay, I don't know why it goes into that. But anyway... That is pretty sweet. I mean, that's like the ideal partnership, right? You're still your own company, but now you're getting backed by, you know, you're getting backed by a bigger company, and then it just they just take some of the cut, right? Um, which, like, they can do since you'll be producing more efficient and more better, you know, more more gooder, more. Yeah, my grammar. They'll be they'll be producing more, more better. How about that? So, you know, hopefully that, that works out. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Okay, we got some, like, uh, we got some movie shit. Okay. Um, Netflix animation. Uh, they got axed. They axed Netflix animation. Actually, you know what? Let's save that because that's part of that, right? Okay, hold on. Sorry, rewind, bitch. Um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse heads to summer 2023. Yeah, they're pushing it until 2023. Um, oh, no. Sorry. The big sequel... Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. Wait a second. I got confused for a second. I thought this was... Because um, Into the Spider-Verse is the first one, right? Okay. Sorry. I got fucking confused. I thought Across the Spider-Verse was being delayed until 2024. No, we're getting it 2023... And then they're getting a sequel to Across the Spider-Verse called Across the Spider-Verse Part 2, dated for 2024. So that is pretty sweet. Okay, wow, I, I initially read that uh, read that headline wrong. Clickbait! Clickbait. Um, uh, we now got a trailer for Love, Death, and Robots Volume 3, which debuts May 20th, the Season 3 of Love, Death, and Robots. I still haven't seen any of the other ones, man. Like... I should I should watch those. I still haven't seen any of them, um, but yeah, like I've heard these are really sweet. They've won they've won several Emmy awards. Really fun. Dwayne Johnson will help produce Amazon's It Takes Two movie. That could be cool. I've heard that game was really fucking awesome. It won several awards at the Game Awards, didn't it? Could be cool. So here's what I wanted to talk about. Right, Netflix. Like they've been they lost a shit ton of money. So they announced like that the prices were going to be going up and then they lost uh, the April. <laughs> they project a further decrease. They decreased about 200,000 subs from January to March. And now that drop, the drop is going further and further down. They're losing more and more subs. They project a decrease of around 2 million subs for the April-June quarter, and sort of the end of April. Um, the addition of a low-cost ad-supported sub 
would be one attempt by the company to stem the subscriber uh, the subscriber bleed. Um, and then they then they th decided to axe the animation, the Netflix original animation, which cancels a bunch of season two things, you know. Um, so they're not working on Bone anymore. Um, I don't think there's going to be a season two of Cuphead, um, like some people thought there were, obviously. Um, a lot of creators from from Cartoon Network, you know, who don't work for Cartoon Network anymore, have lost their work. And it just seems really weird. It just seems, um, yeah, Phil Rinda, whose official title is Netflix's Director of Creator Leadership and Development for Original Animation, was let go this week, along with several of his staff. Um, Netflix has confirmed, according to several creators who spoke uh, to The Wrap, which is like a news article place, the kids and family space at Netflix animation has changed. Series that benefited from a great word of mouth and critical praise aren't being renewed, and several high-profile projects have been unceremoniously canceled, including the long-delayed adaptation of Jeff Smith's beloved comic book series, Bone. Um, Netflix, which just saw its stock plummet more than 30% after revealing a subscriber and revenue loss during its first quarter, isn't just in trouble on Wall Street. It's also facing complications in Toontown. Rinda's firing was perhaps an inevitable end to a deeply chaotic period for Netflix animation, particularly its kids and family division, which saw a boom of talent and creativity give way to corporate pressure and mixed messages and accusations of staged data. Netflix animation, especially when it came to kids and family content, was once considered a glittery utopia. Superstar creators and visionary young talent were swayed by promises of unprecedented creative freedom and healthy production budgets backed by the financial and promotional might of the Netflix empire. Uh, yeah, that sucks. That sucks, man. I don't know, man. Netflix is fucking up. Netflix, I don't even use Netflix that often anymore. And the reason I keep paying for it is because, like, just in case I need, I want to go watch an anime there. So that's the only reason I still have it. There's been a few times I've used it in, like, the past... I don't know. Let's say, let's say for the past year, right? So all of 2022 so far. I've probably used it four or five times. Maybe. So, I don't know, man. That sucks. That sucks. I don't know, man. Maybe fix your shit. Maybe do better, you know? Just do better. Uh, do more gooder. How about that? And obviously, the biggest piece of news, in my opinion, we are getting a movie adaptation of Streets of Rage. Hot off the heels of Sonic the Hedgehog 2's box office success is news of another Sega classic making its way to the big screen. Deadline reports that a film adaptation of the classic beat-em-up series Streets of Rage is in the works. Um, the ad adaptation will be penned by John Wick creator and writer Derek Kolstad, who reportedly wrote Streets of Rage's script on spec, on spec, basically a script written without a guarantee of production. Oh, on speculation. Okay. Colstad has the upcoming fourth John Wick slated for 2023 and also wrote the 2021 action film Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. Streets of Rage will be co-produced by Dimitri M. Johnson's DJ2 um, Entertainment, which helped produce Sonic 2 and recently signed on to produce a TV adaptation of It Takes Two, which we spoke about earlier. It will be joined by the production company Escape Artist, which helped bring films such as The Equalizer and The Magnificent Seven to life. Um, given that the film appears to be very clearly in its conception, there are no plot details, uh, plot or release window, but given that the last latest Sonic film had been the best opening weekend of any video game ever, it's unsurprising that Sega would want to sprinkle the same cinematic fairy dust on the rest of its back catalog. Yeah, I have a lot of opinions on this for a couple of reasons. Number one, I'm the biggest Streets of Rage fan ever. I don't know a Streets of Rage fan bigger than myself. If you think you're a bigger fan than me, then I will suck you off. I will literally... I will literally get on my hands and knees and give you the Glock Glock 9000. JK, but not JK. But no, seriously. I'm a huge Streets of Rage fan. I don't think that's any secret on this podcast. I've said it a million times on the newscast and probably a few times on the main podcast. Do I think Derek Kolstad can do it? I mean, I've seen, I have not seen John Wick either. Like, I still haven't seen John Wick. And everyone tells me it's, they're really fun action movies, really badass, really dark, really gritty. And I have seen Nobody. So, Nobody is really cool. 
I mean, I often rewatch the bus fight scene on YouTube because it's so badass. Um, it wasn't amazing, you know. Um, ending was a little whatever. It was it was pretty good, I guess. It was fine, but like, I mean, I like dark, you know, action movies with a lot of um, choreographed action. You know, hand to hand combat action is more preferable for me than you know, pew pew three thousand action you know, gun action or whatever, which is another reason why I kind of like Kick-Ass so much. Like, Kick-Ass is one of my favorite comics. I thought the movie adaptations were great. Um, you know, the they both had a lot of gun action in them, but they both had a lot of beat-em-up action as well, which was really cool. I kind of wish there was a little bit more beat-em-up in it, but uh, hand-to-hand combat action in it. Um, that being said... From what I hear about John Wick and what I've seen on Nobody, I mean, they could do this really well. The basic plot, though, of Streets of Rage, for those of you who don't know, is this. Um, Axel, Adam Hunter, Axel Blaze, no, Axel, um, Axel Stone, Blaze Fielding, and Adam Hunter are... And this is just the plot of the first game. Okay, the the, the basic synopsis. They're three ex-cops, and they are jaded with how, how, how the government, the local government, and how the cops are being boughten, boughten off by the criminals, you know, syndicate, um, the crime syndicate. I think they're just called The Syndicate. Um, and it's run by Mr. X, right? And cops are, like, far, you know, far and few between good cops um, in the world, in this game, mind you. Um, And, uh, because there's no good cops anywhere. But, uh, you know, like, (laughs) um, yeah, no, like, in Streets of Rage, the the three of them basically are like, okay, well, then we're just going to do it ourselves because you guys aren't doing shit. And, um even the ones who are doing shit aren't getting it done. So we're going to go fucking do it. So they quit their jobs and they go on the streets and they basically just start beating the shit out of everyone. Now you're probably thinking like, uh, that's probably a bad idea. You probably shouldn't take justice in your own hands. Yeah. It's a fucking video game. Okay. Calm down. Number one, number two, uh, it's not even just that. I mean, it's a little fantastical at times. You know what I mean? Like Axel Stone has like a fiery uppercut thing, you know, blaze has, Basically, I think it's even called the same thing. I'm a fake fan. I don't even know. But like, she's got like Chun Li's Kikosho, or I think I think in in Streets of Rage it's called Hikosho. But anyway, fake fan. Um, you could you could take that basic premise and do anything. Um, you know what I mean? You could have some twists here and there. Like, oh, it turns out it was the this guy the whole time, or holy shit, whatever. You know what I mean? You could do you could do however. Um. I think that, it, you know, given me and Danny's last conversation about it during our free-for-all topic, I think you could do it. I think it could be good. I'm still going to be very reserved, but I, I'm probably just going to love it anyway because it's Streets of Rage. Who knows? But, yeah, dude, I'm excited for that, and, yeah, we'll see. That being said, let's jump into the anime news. Uh, let's see what we got. Yeah. A decent blend of anime news, man. I'm pretty excited. So let's let's just fucking do it. Let's go. All right, here we go. The anime news. Black Clover manga goes on hiatus for around three months, so author can prepare for final saga. Yeah, apparently it's entering its final arc. Um, and I thought I saw something about the same thing happening to my hero, but I couldn't confirm that. If anyone knows if that's for real or not, they said yeah, they said something like it was going to go on another hiatus again. So I don't remember what the reason was, but I thought it was because they were also entering the final arc. Um, um, but the show went on hiatus starting in April 2020 due to the effects of the spread of coronavirus and resumed July 2020. And the show aired its 170th and final episode in March 2021. So, yeah, dude. Black Clover, if you're into Black Clover. Um, Engage Kiss comedy anime unveils more cast and staff here's some summer hype for you because this comes out july 2nd engage kiss is this looks cg i think oh no it's not but it looks really nice Ooh, i like this girl 
The main girl? Is this the main girl? This looks like it's a visual novel harem, something or other. Etchy something. Look at my fanny, look at my fanny, look at my fanny, look at my fanny. Um, The anime will premiere. Square Enix is producing the Engage Kill smartphone game. Oh, it's based on a... Okay. The anime is set in Beilong City, an artificial island city established outside of any country's jurisdiction in the Pacific Ocean to exploit local natural resources. In particular, the mining of the new energy resource Orgonium, Orgonium has resulted in an outbreak of D-disasters by demons in the city. Private military companies are tasked with dealing with these incidents. The protagonist, Shu, runs a small PMC paramilitary company. Through his spending habits, though his spending habits have left him completely, completely penniless, a demon girl named Kisara does contact work, contract work at Shu's office and is constantly worried for him. Excuse me. <clears throat> Kisara attends a high school in Beilong City and does everything from clerical work to household chores with confidence. Meanwhile, Ayano is Shu's ex-girlfriend, an elite agent, and former work colleague in a major PMC uh, that Shu used to work for. Oh, okay. So we have Jealous Girl Five, Jealous Ex-Girlfriend Girlfriend Five Thousand, and new pink-haired demon girl, innocent, acting all innocent, Nine Thousand, harem fighting demons, girl fighting. Demons harem mobile game seems cute though I don't know I might give it a watch I like I like the salt bouquet okay um assault lily assault lily bouquet yeah arc knights prelude to dawn TV anime this is coming out mm, this it doesn't say hate it when it doesn't say man the television anime adaptation of arc knights smartphone game um this is another kind of a uh, Waifu fight, fights 5,000 with big weapons. Looks pretty cool. Love the character design. The animation on some of this looks really amazing, but of course it's the trailer, so you know it has to look amazing. You know, I'd love to see the staff on the trailer. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. It does look... I really like... Uh, I really dig this art style. I like their outfits. The outfits of whatever this, like... This, like, bounty hunting crew is. That's pretty sweet. Um, Hyoka Anime celebrates 10th anniversary with mini-exhibit and online lottery... And I think they also announced like a sequel anime as well, but I couldn't find the, I couldn't find the shit on that. So I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's for real or not. But like anyway, tenth anniversary of Hyoka, we reviewed this for our decade spotlight. I thought it was really cool. I one of Kyoani's best anime in my opinion. Really awesome. Nozomi Mino's Yakuza Lover and manga ends in three more chapters. So if you're reading Yakuza Lover, um. I don't know, man. I've seen this kind of floating around on my, like, social media, and I've seen, like, I've, I've seen, I've gotten emails from, like, I don't know if it was Right Stuff or whoever, what other, other anime places I shop. They'll be like, oh, you might like this or something. But, like, I don't know. It's It debuted in 2018, and it's already ending. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Ranking of Kings anime wins March's Galaxy Award. The Japanese Broadcast Critics Association announced on Friday that the television anime of Sosuke Toka's Ranking of Kings Osama Ranking manga won, won one of the four Galaxy Awards for March. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Since 1963, the Galaxy Awards honor outstanding programs, individuals, and groups with the hope of improving the quality of Japanese broadcast culture. As the anime won a monthly award, it will also be a candidate for the association's yearly Galaxy Awards. Nice. Very cool. Uh, play it cool, guys. Manga gets TV anime in October. So there's some fucking fall hype for you. Um, Studio Pierrot working on um, this anime directed by Chioki Kone. Um, enter a bunch of cool guys who look like they got that unapproachable swag. But let's be real. That's not the truth. I'm reading the fucking... This is the summary uh, from like the manga like Yen Press synopsis of it. But let's be real, that's not the true them. They're just a bunch of dorks who've got to act down the, who've got the act down pat. So sit back, grab some popcorn, and enjoy watching a bunch of goofy guys try to look cool all day every day. Play a cool guys is a fun collection of stories featuring guys that are equal parts cool and equal parts adorably awkward. Hey, that could be really cute. That could be really funny. I actually really kind of like this this cover. Um, I like the way that's like colored. It's like four hot guys are kinda of dorky, but they look like they're dressed like with extra drip. I don't know, it could be funny. Could be funny. Could be a cute anime. Well, who knows? 
Um, you can watch the trailer on YouTube for that as well. You can watch the trailer for any of the animes I've mentioned. They're, that's what I've been kind of doing. Um, Shin Ikitosen reveals four more cast members. The series premieres in May. So it's kind of like a late spring anime. And this is making me want to watch Ikitosen, honestly. Because I, I thought I watched it when I was younger. You know, like maybe I watched some random episode that I was playing at a friend's house or something. And, you know, like in the middle somewhere. Um, but isn't this kind of like a etchy like martial arts girls anime like like they'd be fighting and like their their skirts rip and like oh you bitch and then they fight each other or whatever with like swords and martial arts and shit I don't know I should watch it though I I, I see the name all the time I've been seeing the name for a long ass time it's old isn't it and this is kind of like a new one I don't know I should watch it though maybe I'll put it on my watch list Encouragement of Climb Next Summit anime premieres in October with half hour episodes the official website for Yamano Susume and Next Summit, The Encouragement of Climb, the new TV anime based on Shiro's Encouragement of Climb manga, unveiled a new key visual in the anime October premiere date on Friday. The anime will have 12 episodes, each running for 30 minutes. This will mark the first time the anime has had full-length episodes as previous seasons only had 5 or 15-minute episodes. So yeah, pretty cool. Um, the first four episodes of the new anime will be compilations of the previous anime series episodes with new short stories added. Episode, however, episode 5 onwards will have completely new stories. Oh, okay. Uh, Encouragement of Climb. I, it doesn't say what this is about. Does anyone know what this is? Hold on, let's click on this. Encouragement of Climb. I've never heard of this. Or did we did we talk about this? Oh, they just, they're mountain climbing. Okay. Ellie becomes acrophobic. They prom two friends promise each other to climb... The apex of a mountain is young. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. It's like cute girls doing mountain climbing things. It's like best friend Yuru camp kind of stuff. Looks cute. Uh, Onimai, I'm now your sister. Gender bending comedy manga gets TV anime. Um, Marika Kono and Kaori Ishihara star in an anime about a boy waking up as a girl due to sister's experiments. That could be really funny. I like gender bending stuff. I think that's really funny. Um, Mahar Ma oops sorry Mahiro Oyama was just a normal erotic game loving dude until he woke up one morning as a woman. Turns out his mad scientist little sister Mihari tried out one of her new experiments on him with a disastrous outcome, as far as Mahiro is concerned. But Mihari is as determined to study him as he is determined to go back to his shut in game playing life. And one thing's for sure, life is going to get a whole lot weirder from here on out. Oh God. <laughs> oh man. Gender bending shenanigans can be funny, um, I think you know. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It looks really. It does honestly look really cute. Um, it's based on a, a manga, I guess. So we'll see. Uh, Sentai Filmworks screens review Starlight anime film in June, with early May premiere at Anime Central. So if you're going to Anime Central, um, I'll be sure to hit you all up when it gets closer to the date. But yeah, if you're going to Anime Central. In May, you can watch it there. Uh, Sailor Moon holds 30th anniversary live stream on April 28th. So this Thursday, y'all. This Thursday is the 28th. Um, I don't have a lot of... So YouTube live stream on April 28th to look back on the series history. The guest lineup includes Usagi, Tsukino Sailor Moon voice actress, Kotono Mitsuishi. Um, Sailor Venus is voice actress, Shizuka Ito. And singer Shoko Nakagawa and musician Hyaiden. So, pretty cool. I'm sure that someone will, like, you know, if we can't view it in our country, you know what I mean? Because sometimes that happens on YouTube where you can't because you're outside of the, you know what I mean? Um, which I don't think, I'm sure they'll have it so anyone can view it. But I'm sure someone will post a recording of it, if anything. So, yeah. But anyway, that's this Thursday. The Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting Anime Character Video Highlights Toru Kirishima. This is some summer hype for you. Um, this is like... Kirishima Toru is a vicious Yakuza as they come to the point where he's earned the nickname the Demon of Sakuragi. To get him under control, he's suddenly given a new mission straight from the boss, Babysit His Daughter. Yeah, I think we mentioned this one a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, there you go. That one's going to be in summer. Tatami Time Machine Blues. This is the movie sequel... Um, that is coming out on Disney Plus. That is a sequel to the Tatami Galaxy. Um, yeah, dude, I'm excited for this one. I liked the Tatami Galaxy. Um, 
I do want to watch The Night is Short, Walk On Girl, or The Night is Young, Young Walk On Girl, because I've never seen it. Um, the Tatami Galaxy is really weird for me. I, I really was like, this really needs to be a movie. Some of the stuff in the middle is way too long. I don't care about some of the stuff. But then the ending was like, oh, man, this is cool. And I, I loved it. But, like, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Um, this could be really cool. This is also going to be a movie, so we'll see how that uh, pans out. Uh, new Shaman King anime gets sequel. Sequel season, bitch. The new Shaman King anime premiered in April 2021 on Buttflix. On August 9th, the anime adapted all 35 volumes of the original manga's new complete edition, which Kodansha started publishing in print volumes in Japan in 2020. The first anime adaptation of the manga premiered in 2001. So yeah, dude, that's really sweet. I still have to watch this. Danny said it was pretty cool. And it's now getting a sequel anime. So that's awesome. All the characters look grown up and shit. That's really cool. Okay, so I've talked about this on the newscast or even on the podcast before, and I can only find a few episodes on YouTube or, like, clips of episodes on YouTube. I really want to watch the show from start to beginning and then watch, like, some of the movies. But there's this show out there called High and Low. It's kind of like a crime, like, crime gang shit, you know? And then they came out with, like, this movie called High and Low The Worst, which is a crossover film in which, like, characters from High and Low visit hosts and academy from Crows, and they, they like, fight each other. And there's now going to be a sequel coming out, a sequel to that film called High and Low, The Worst Cross. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to Hosin. Uh, oh, no. The new cast members play the new rival team from Senomon Technical High School. They include left to right and an image above. Uh, the single brings back cast members from the first film. Um, yeah, in High and Low, The Worst, they went to Hosin Academy. Um, so in this one, I guess they're going to Cinnamon Technical High School. Um, yeah, which is, uh, I think that's in Worst, right? God, I haven't read Worst in so long. I read, I've reread Crows, like, probably three times. And at this point, and I've only read Worst once, and I don't remember much about it because I didn't like it that much. Um, but no, seriously. I mean, I liked it, just didn't like it as much as Crows. Um, but yeah, pretty cool. I want to watch all these. So if anyone knows where to watch High and Low, let me know. Uh, G-Kids to release Nadia, the Secret of Blue Water TV anime with 4K restoration. Very cool. We did a review on this. Um, I love Nadia very much. It's very sweet. I'm glad that they're getting a new release of it. Um, I will say this. When they do the island part, just skip it. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> you could literally skip it, like... 80% of that that whole part. I don't know. I think it's like seven episodes, five episodes. There's even a musical episode. Like, what the fuck? Anyway. Um, Toei promises work practices change changes after labor standards recommendation. The legal portal site for Bengo4.com reported last week that the Central Labor Relations Committee's Labor Standards Inspection Office recommended corrective action to the Japanese media company Toei in response to the company's alleged practice of working employees beyond legal limits and failing to provide proper overtime pay to employees. Ooh! Now that's got my brain turning. Like, I wonder if the hack had anything to do with that. Which, like, you know, it's not good, right? Because obviously, like, they could have lost a lot of shit. But then, like, it's that's weird. That's crazy. Oh, man, that sucks. Um, Some producers... Uh, along with the SOGO Support Union Labor Union, um, announced the committee's recommendation in a press conference last Thursday. Um, they sought assistance from SOGO Support Union in reporting and filing a lawsuit against Toei for the company's work practices last November. They wrote in an announcement giving specific examples of Toei's practices, including fixed overtime system, which determined that she would receive the same salaries regardless of the amount of overtime she worked with no other compensation, the assistant producer also claimed that work hours in the company would regularly exceed 13 hours a day. Ooh, man, that's... Ah, that's that's crazy, man. That's crazy. I mean, I've done 12-hour days before um, working retail. And it sucks, you know, because you cover for other people. Some other shit happens, and then the boss asks you to cover. And you don't want to say no because you're like, uh, but also, like, that's fucked up, you know? I wish I kind of had the attitude now that some of the younger generation has on 
on that stuff. You know what I mean? I would have been like, yeah, no, I'm not going to fucking do that. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like, oh God, that's crazy. That's crazy. I hope they get that sorted out. And I hope the Sogo support union and this woman, you know, gets this shit corrected because that's crazy. Fruits Basket Prelude compilation films BD released to include new eight-page manga. So the new Blu-ray release of uh, Fruits Basket Prelude comes with an eight-page manga, um, which is like a side story, which is really cool. Bleach manga crosses 2.7 million copies in print in U.S. My Hero manga crosses 10 million. You'll love to see it. You'll love to see the bitch. God dang. That's awesome. And last but not least, the 16th Japan International Manga Awards open for entries. The official website for Japan International Manga Award announced on Friday that the 16th competition is open for entries. Entries will be open until July 8th. Artists and publications can enter both publications and unpublished works in the competition, excluding ones that won any past Japan International Manga Awards. The entries must include a manga of more than 16 pages that the artist has produced within the past three years. Either the artist or writer of the entry must be a non-Japanese national. So, because this is the International Manga Awards from Japan, okay? So, um, I think they have a separate one for, you know, Japanese people or Japanese artists. Uh, The Ministry of Foreign Affairs founded that the International Manga Award in 2007... For the purpose of expanding international exchange and mutual understanding through the manga culture, which is widely accepted around the world. This award honors manga artists who contribute to the development of manga culture in the world. Pretty cool. So that's pretty exciting. Um, probably going to see a lot of manhwa in there for sure, if anything. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. That, that could be really cool. I'll be sure to go over some of those winners. Maybe we can read some of them in Manga Club. Who knows? That being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this newscast this week. I love you guys very much. Thanks for listening all the time. You guys are amazing for all your support. And um, just constant support I get from all of you is amazing. I love you guys. I love you guys very much. I love you just the way you are. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If I had not gone over something you wanted me to go over, you want me to cover on the next newscast, let me know. That being said, I've been Simon. This has been the Anime Summit Newscast. Dude, we're changing the name. We're changing the name of Anime Summit Newscast to Anime Summit Newscast.